I love that sound effect. <laughs> I think it's great. Well, we're back. Thank you for letting us take this little break. Um, we're back with ghost stories from the writer's studio. Now it's my turn to tell you about ghosts, or at least about the ghosts I write about. And I call this my ghost story. If anyone has read a few of my books, they would remember I write ghosts into them. Pot's Better Butter Bakery, a cozy Cape Cod mystery. I offered it free for one day when I launched it, and it had over 4,000 downloads. No delusions here. It was more for the recipes using pot that drew that many downloads. It did foster a few reviews. One of them was especially interesting. The reviewer did not like the names of my lead characters. She couldn't understand them at all. I purposely named them after two different strains of pot. uh, Sativa and Indica, and I developed their characters using the actual characteristics of the cannabis. Sativa boosts energy, while Indica calms energy. I'm not certain that reviewer understood the irony. As an aside, this book has recently received the Book Life Award, Now, ghosts, Fritzy and Bugsy, are my two ghosts in this story. Bugsy was the dead corpse in the first chapter, and Fritzy found him, his best buddy and partner, in the mournful morgue. There is stolen loot, a lot of it, and the FBI, the CIA, and the Barnstable Police, they're all involved. Bugsy gets his revenge when he gives Knifey, the man that the the guy that stabbed him, the better butter bakery, uh, butter brownies. And here is the blurb for the book: a cozy Cape Cod village, a new bakery in Barnstable, a murder, the mob from Las Vegas, two kidnappings, can of butter brownies the FBI, the CIA, and the loot. Stay tuned. Recipes included. Oh, my God, I forgot the ghosts. In my Something series, there are no ghosts but angels and witches. And speaking of that, the sixth book in the series is in the final stages of edits. I must tell you that I don't particularly like the story, but it's the final in the series. Its purpose is to tie up the loose ends of the series and marry everyone off. Hopefully, it does do that. I have started a new series based here on Cape Cod, working title called 1929 Cape Cod. That era was such a rich history of the Cape. So much was happening that impacted this slim spit of land. Flappers, bootleggers, the Great Depression, the Wall Street crash, the new airport, aviation, tourism. I finally named my main character, Tony Antoinette, Ashley Cooper. Yes, her father is related to the 7th or 8th Lord Ashley, Earl of Shaftesbury, distant cousins or some such thing. 
Stay tuned. <laughs> Caitlin, you will have your hands full with this one. My research has been endless. In the second book in the Cape Cod Murders series, there are ghosts. Again, the ghostly mob from Las Vegas. I named them Sammy, Frankie, Dino, and Pete. That one is not finished. It's set here, mostly in Hyannis. The title is Murder by Mafia. So I do write about ghosts and podcast about them. My favorite ghostly podcast is Oh Ellie. That one's about the old lady housekeeper who still tries to make up the beds with the guests still in them. My other favorite is the one about the census person. I wrote that one. So stay tuned. More coming. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again soon. Greetings, ghostly observers. Are you ready for another of our Ghostly Residence podcasts? This one is from the Cape Cod Writers Studio. At our last live studio, we had read all of our stories and it had them kindly critiqued and the conversations turned to the ghostly podcast and ghosts. Garrett told us a story, and I know you've Garrett's written stories for us several times, but he told us a story about a YouTube program that he had watched, and it involved a smiley face. And we thought that might be a fun assignment to write for our next meeting. And here, <laughs> absolutely, here's what they created. Gloria Hansen, who always likes to go first so she can get it over with, presented us with this story. She calls it Smiley Face on Board. And this is, quote, this is her exact story. Charon, C-H-A-R-O-N, comma, the son of darkness and night, donned his black hooded cloak and boarded the cruiser liner Argos, to sail from the banks of the river Styx to Hades in the Mediterranean coast. Charon slipped in among the passengers dressed in the casual mode of the 21st century by removing his cloak and revealing his slender body dressed in a smiley face tee and black jeans. Joining, the eating, joining in the eating and drinking frenzy of the 3,000 men and women from Florida, USA, he danced with the ladies, arm wrestled with the men until the wee hours of the morning. Bidding everyone, including the crew members, adieu, he made his way to his cabin in first class and readied himself for the task at hand. He retrieved his black cloak and affixed a large, white, smiley face 
bearing large black eye sockets on the back of his cloak. He holds an oar in one hand and a scythe, S-C-Y-T-H-E, in the other as he leaves his cabin and makes his way through the halls of the upper, middle, and lower decks, slicing and slashing as he goes. As the ship glides through the calm waves of the sea, he commandeers the captain and the crew on the bridge to sail south towards Hades, where he will carry the 3,000 souls to the underworld, where they will reside until their misdeeds and crimes are resolved, forgiven, and their bodies wear the smiley emoli of their youth. Now, there you have it. That's her story, unquote. If you have ever had a chance to meet Gloria, she is a sweet, white-haired lady of Italian descent. We never expected this story, and everyone applauded spontaneously. Next up is Bruce, Bruce McDonald. Now, he read us this story. Quote, Smiling ghosts evoke an eerie yet strangely comforting presence. These spectral beings with their ethereal nature and otherworldly charm transcend the boundary between the living and the afterlife. Their pale, translucent forms float gracefully, adorned with gentle, enigmatic smiles that hint at secrets from beyond. Though their appearance might instill a sense of trepidation, their grins exude a warmth that reassures even the most skeptical of observers. These smiling ghosts, caught between realms, seem to embody a whimsical longing for connection, inviting curiosity and a sense of wonder. Their spectral smiles offer a glimpse into the enigmatic mysteries of the supernatural, reminding us that even in the afterlife, joy and a sense of peace can endure. And that's unquote. (laughs) Wow, we also applauded. I complimented Bruce on his use of vocabulary, and he had the grace to blush right up to his hairline. We stared at him, and he admitted his prank. He had been anxious to try using AI to write a story, and thought this was a good time to indulge. Bruce, as a seasoned writer and author of one completed manuscript seeking an agent, and several children's books yet to be published, is in my opinion an excellent writer with a large command of the English language. I think we as writers want to find a use for AI somewhere in our writing. We all agreed that AI is yet another tool that is there for us to have fun with or to use it seriously. Bruce has found that balance in this piece. 
Now, we will take a short break here, and when we return, I have another story for you. And yes, it does contain ghosts. Be right back. As promised, these podcasts are murder-free, almost, and always frightfully ghostly. If you or someone you know has had a ghostly experience, give them our free email address, ghostly.residence at gmail.com. That's ghostly, G-H-O-S-T-L-Y dot residence, R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T-S at gmail.com. We would love to hear about it. This podcast and all of our podcasts are created on Spotify, the easiest way to make a podcast. And believe me, it really is. The written transcript can be found on our website, https colon slash slash capecodwriters.net. Now, there is a poll at the end of this podcast in case you want to comment. We would really appreciate any comments or ideas you may have. Thanks for listening.